Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? You are listening to Colney Talk Podcast, a bi-fi show. I'm your host, Alex. First time listeners, thank you and welcome. And to my other returning listeners, glad to have you as well. On the show, I pick out my top three Arsenal performers in the game and the other guy who didn't play up to the standards or had a poor game. Brentford managed to get a one-war draw against Arsenal at the Emirates. A very controversial goal for Brentford. The frustration continues as we hoped for better results, but there was just so much going on in this game. It started off electric, you know, for the for Arsenal players. But then, just within that same flow of excitement, there were early scoring chances for Brentford, so they were really up for the game as well. It was very high tempo, quick passes, very brilliant movements, tight ball battles between players and teams. Arsenal managed to get into Brentford's box, but not able to take last shots, not able to really, you know, convert it into very close attempts. But the boys were really moving the ball. They were making great runs, following fantastic passes from Zinchenko and Odegaard. I got to say, we got lucky with a call against Muebo. I think... It's really, you know, a, a tight call where if that was a, a foul where Saliba tripped and he was the last man with the ball one-on-one against um, Ramsdale. It was a strange call for a foul in my opinion, but I'm glad it was for us. I don't think any other ref would have called it, but the brilliant ball movement was still on. It got things moving back up again, but then we still had a lot of edgy moments and uncomfortable situations in their first half. The link-up passes in the first 20 games were very charged. Arsenal challenge was coming up with something extra to break down the low blocks. You know, the Arsenal players really came, were really up for this game and how they were moving and how they were really pl- playing, but we weren't really successful within the box. We were just limited to crosses. It almost felt like we were just one-dimensional. Although Brentford, they had everybody behind the ball, so... Clearly, it wouldn't be easy to break through. I'd have liked to see Edin Ketia drift in and out, in and around the box, or serve as a decoy to really make things happen. But he was kind of stagnant in a way. I mean, there was a lot of tightness around him. I understand that, but he needed to make that movement. The formation was not similarly effective in terms of our final end products, so we just kept whipping on, whipping, whipping crosses in the box to make something happen. That is at least an attempt, so it's it, there's nothing wrong with that. And to realize such restrictions outside the box is both a true reflection of how good we are as a team, but it's also quite frustrating now that we don't have any more strategies to apply. Then we're gifted with another Brentford miss by Ivan Tony. I mean, that was a clear chance that would have gone into the you know net against us. They had, they had more goal-scoring chances than Arsenal. And it felt weird, you know, just to acknowledge that. It definitely caused a lot of cold reaction from the home fans in that first half. I would say looking back at that game, you know, our our, our clearing chances in defense need to have more work. I mean, there was just some tightness. It's not tightness, but there was just a lot of stand-up defense that we need to do. And as we have been threatened from it, 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 it you know, it, it started looking less like the Arsenal type of game, lose passes, ball dispossessions, frustrations amongst 
you know, Eddie and Ketia and a few other players. I mean, best chance from Arsenal came in the 42nd minute by Martinelli. And that tells you how frustrating the first half was. And then the second half comes in. We had a little bit, we had much more direct chances in the box, but they were not the smooth as Burnford had. Very, They had close, fast break chances, close down on the balls when we had it. It was still an even battle besides the domination in possession. We needed more intricate passes within Brentford's box. And that's something that Odegaard could do really well. Saka is getting really good at it. So we needed to get into that. And it kind of picked up a little bit. We just had to keep on with intensity and pressure, but not without our own mistakes and risk. We just had a few of them. And I didn't expect that coming in in the second half. It looked like, to me, as though Brentford were really matching up our intensity. And we just really needed something. So, you know, I'm glad we had that change. Trussard comes in and created that that spark for us. But not long after that de- devastating equalizer, I, I, must, I honestly don't know what to make of it. Poor clearances. There are no excuses there. It's just, it's just it, poor clearances is just what I can think of. And, and then after that, it was just full court press to get a, another goal. There was this, you know, desperation really clear intensity just determination rather to get that other goal to really come up with three points but it didn't work out it was such a painful draw in my opinion although we, we were extremely lucky to not have been down two goals because we clearly had been in that could have been in that situation so this looks like a gift my top performers in the game as usual i'll start with saka he is now typically getting double team and teamed Roughing up is just not going to be stopped, you know, against him. So he also has that battle and he's really great at it to really stand and, you know, really fight against these these defenders. Very great assists for that goal by Tussard. And that's what you call relentless when he's on the ball. Just continue to drive and make something happen. And he's been doing that, they, you know, just on a consistent basis. So he was one of my better performers. And this boy is just built tough. I mean, he's playing some really amazing football, and, and the, everyone is really enjoying watching it. So that's great. My second guy, Odegaard, this is, he did his best to really make something happen. More so in the in the second half than the first. We were restricted with we, you know we're not just doing much. So it just came down to whipping in crosses, which he did. But then, you know that intricate passage really start trying to pick things up and make things happen, which we did quite a lot of, but then that end product wasn't there. We needed a little bit more of that. It was good to see the captain really initiate it and then really get it going with Eddie and Xhaka with that, you know, fluidity to move in that box and make something happen. Several shots were made, but they were blocked. So at least the attempts is what we expected. I wish we got away with more of those passes and make something happen, either a penalty or something, but just make them really uncomfortable because that's what we would have done, really banging on the door to score a goal. But that really started happening in a much more later time in the game than earlier. My last player in the top three, Big Gabby. He was he just kept things tidy in the back. I know the defense, we had some poor clearances and you know loose possessions and things that just made things so uneasy. But he just did so much more to really keep a lot of clean, clean, you know, ball defending for, for the most part. And the way I saw it, he kept 
doing a lot to reestablish the dominance in possession and rebuilding something from the back. He was a defender with fewer mistakes and closed the, the lanes with our lost duels and possessions, I believe. His position affected those closed chances that, you know, Ivan Tony uh, would have scored. So, you know, credit to him on that, because if he probably didn't do that, we probably would have been down those two goals that I mentioned. And then today, for me, my other guy was Eddie Nketiah. He, his performance was more of lacking in several things. A lot of forced errors, forced passes, misplaced balls, lack of movement in the first half, as I mentioned, like he just, just was much more static regardless of how they had boxed him in or kind of restricted him he needed to do a lot of that poorly positioned shots just with just making certain shots that just didn't make sense not connecting with his link up plays on the left and it's the thing now clearly with him and Martinelli that just just that's not really established or it's non-existent and this was a game that needed more of that movement in the middle to make something happen oftentimes he had to drop deep to pick up the ball he did move into the box pretty well, but this is not. This wasn't it. He needed to do a lot more to get more of the spark, more of the close chances, at least make something happen more. But it, it just didn't happen. So he he was my other guy today. Now the next game is here, and it's a very big one. We know we we know we have circled this for quite some time, and it's here. I mean, could this draw hopefully lead us to something much greater with a little bit more charge as we've you know, come out with the, with a draw against Burnford. I'm, I'm counting on that. So here's to a much more hopeful result this coming week. I have no doubt the boys are way more motivated than they were, you know, prior to this game if they had won. But, you know, we still win it. We still, I still wanted that win just like everyone else. So onwards we go. I'll leave you here, folks. Please share and subscribe for more bite-sized podcasts. Until then, have a wonderful weekend and bye for now.